In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Druggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is having a wonderful, productive work week. Um, and I also hope you're enjoying the last two weeks of summer. So I know a lot of business owners out there who are working from home. Life changes tremendously once the kids are back at school. So um, just another two weeks, I'm trying to hang in there. I'm trying to um, divide my time among my small children, giving them a happy childhood, as well as trying to work at the same time. So it's quite challenging. It's exciting. But I'm also looking forward to having more dedicated time toward my business. So with that, I would love to talk about the business tip of the week. My business tip is prep the night before. You know, Life is so much easier the more we can think ahead. And when it comes to um, children, the more you can prep the night before anything that's occurring the next day, whether packing their bags for school, their lunch, or their sports equipment, whatever it is, if you can get that stuff ready the night before, the morning just runs so much smoother. The concept of prepping the night before also applies to business. So the more we can do the night before to prep for what is coming ahead for not only the day, but perhaps like on Sunday night, if you could prep for the entire week, what lay out your week Monday through Friday, know what's happening, review your calendar, know what kind of meetings you're going to be in the office for or out of the office. And if you could really get in the habit of before leaving the office at night that you sit down and you write your list of things to do or work the next morning, you actually come into your office almost with a clean canvas that and a plan of what needs to be done for the day. And trust me, I've, I'm trying so hard to get into the habit of doing this on a daily basis because I just find myself so much more productive. And I hope that tip helps you as well. Okay, so with that, I am super excited about my guest today. Um, his name is Steve Farber. Steve Farber is so kind to give us a an hour of his time to share his business knowledge and his tips with us. He's got tons and tons of experience, so everybody's going to want to take a lot of notes today. 
So Steve is actually a business leadership expert. He's the author of three books. Um, he preaches that he loves, he has a love and compassion among the most important qualities of being a leader. So um, let's see. He also ran his own financial services company, after which he dedicate, decided to dedicate himself to leadership development. He spent time as a director of service programs for an international consultancy and was vice president, and this is actually a real title. He was also the official mouthpiece of the Tom Peters Company, a leadership consultancy. Um, at the turn of the century, he founded his own company, and he named it Extreme Leadership, where he teaches people to love the fear and exhilaration that comes with being a real leader. So once again, he is an author of three books, The Radical Leap, The Radical Edge and Greater Than Yourself, with his fourth, oh wait, you're going to have to uh, help me out here. So the three names, once again, The Radical Leap, The Radical Edge, and greater than yourself. That's the three titles. And he has a fourth coming up, The Radical Leap Re-Energized, which is available soon. Okay, The Radical Leap was named one of the 100 best business books of all time by authors Jack Covert and Todd Satterston. So with that, I am so, so happy to introduce you to Steve to talk about business leadership. He would also be able to provide analysis for business issues. That's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, so with that, let's just welcome Steve to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Steve. Hi, Josephine. How are you? I'm okay. All right, you asked me how I am. So, Steve, I'm going to be brutally honest. I've had a crazy, crazy morning this morning because my nine-year-old decided to break his wrist last night at soccer. <laughs> Now, I, I don't, I, I'm sure he didn't decide to break his wrist. <laughs> I said <laughs> because, to him, yeah, so let's make this game interesting. I think I'll break a wrist or a knee or something. No, that's, that's too yeah. bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so we're sitting there, and he's in the he's going into the fourth grade, and they put him in with the fifth graders, and he's really good. And they gave him one of the silicone bands because he won the competition that he is the best defender. So he wasn't so upset about breaking the wrist, but he was upset that the doctor had to cut his little silicone band off. And he looked at the doctor. He said, "I earned that. I really was the best, and I was the youngest player, and my heart broke." Uh -huh. I said, oh, but the good news, Steve, is that he did not go near the growth plate. So I was absolutely oh, so relieved about that. So my crazy morning just now, right before I came on air, was I have the appointment with the orthopedist this morning, and he'll get his cast and all that good stuff. So I apologize for being a little frazzled with your intro this uh, morning. Don't worry Steve. about it. No worries. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, the, uh, if you're going to break something as a soccer player, I guess a wrist is better than an ankle. So that's, uh, that's probably the, yes. the, the silver lining of the proverbial silver lining of the cloud. Yes, you're so right. But Steve, I can't wait to talk to you because we have so much to talk about. You're an amazing person. I feel so lucky to have you on my show. But, you know, I love to give a little more like personal background from you, my guests. Tell my, tell my listeners really who you are, how you got involved in being a, a business leadership expert. 
Sure. Yeah, I started out in this in this journey as an entrepreneur. I was I started out in the financial services industry, which is kind of a polite way of saying I was in the commodities business. Okay. Uh, which is you know is a very speculative, very um, uh, brutal. Uh, to, uh-huh. to uh, put not too fine a point on it, industry. Uh, but I was yeah. young. You know, I, I started a family young. I started a company young. And it was very interesting because from all outward appearances, I was living the American dream, right? Had my own company, uh, my own boss, et cetera, et cetera. The only problem was uh, I had my own business, but I hated it. Which is oh, which wow. is an odd place to be when it's you know when it's your own business, sure. and uh, and through a series of, of uh, lessons and circumstances, I ended up getting out of that business, just deciding that uh, I couldn't have a business with which I had a personal, I guess you could call it moral dilemma, right? Uh, sure. And and where that came from was that you know, service is a very important thing to me. So I would build these great relationships with clients and really care about them. Uh, but the nature of that beast is that of the of of the uh, you know the commodities business beast. The nature of that market is that eventually people are going to get blown away. They're going to lose their money. So that created a, a really significant deep dilemma on the level of my own personal integrity. So I couldn't continue to run a business that I had a problem with. So I got out. And I got out without having any any even vague idea as to what I should get into. Yeah. I just knew I shouldn't be in that. And I went through But it's so time. commendable of you, Steve, to actually make that decision. I was in the financial industry probably about the same time you were. And there's so much money involved there that you almost kind of you're right. You have to sit there and say to yourself, Oh my gosh, what just happened? Because it's such a fast moving industry and you just gotta say to yourself, what's really important to me and you got to remove yourself and it's commendable that you actually took yourself out of that situation and gave yourself the time or you made the decision to just you know leave it behind and reinvent yourself which is what it sounds like you did yeah exactly and i I appreciate you saying that it's commendable josephine but but in all honesty uh i really didn't have any choice i was it was like it was torture so You know, getting out of that business, I just I had to. Um, and you know, some people thought I was crazy because, like I said, I started a family young. I had mouths to feed, uh, yeah. etc. And and I went through this period of time where you know it was taking that leap off the cliff, but not knowing where I was leaping towards. But what I did know is this: I knew with with absolute certainty that there was something. There was something that I was supposed to be doing. I just didn't know what it was. I mean, mm-hmm. I, knew, I, knew I, had, I knew I had skill, I knew I had talent, I knew I had passion, I just didn't know f- what for, other than, other than being a musician, which is really what I wanted to do when I started oh, out. Oh wow, that's so cool. But, but you yeah. know, music and, music and feeding a family don't, don't necessarily go together it, all that easily. It's so um, hard, so that yeah. Became, that became an avocation over time, and it still is. But, but anyway, my, I, I just went through this period where I said, listen, I know there's something I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what it is. And then one day, and this is, I'm not exaggerating this at all. In fact, I might be understating it a little bit. But one day, I was uh, talking to a friend, and we were just catching up on things. And and this person mentioned a mutual friend of ours that I hadn't talked to for quite some time who was doing work, and this was really all I heard, in corporations teaching some kind of, seminars of some sort. 
That's all I heard, but all my lights went on. I mean, in that oh, wow. instant, in that instant, mm-hmm. I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't know what it was, <laughs> specifically, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, I, but I just, you know, all of my, you know, just every, all my alarms went off in, in a good sort of a way, and I guess it was, I don't know, it was intuition or instinct or whatever you want to call it. So I started to pursue that and to explore that industry, and because I had a business background and because I, I had um, just kind of a natural talent for communicating with people, uh, there was a company, a small consulting company, that gave me a shot and said, why don't you come in and teach one of our workshops? Wow. And that's kind of where it started. That's where it started. That was, that was like amazing. 1988, 89. Yeah, it's amazing to me, Steve, that we all probably have so much talent. It's just figuring out how to apply that to something, your passion. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. So I, I can't wait to hear more about, you know, how you went forward with that. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to My Radio Show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to My Radio Show with Chris Holt, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Season me is on Togenet. A delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. It's Josephine here, and we have Steve Farber on the line with us. He's, you know, a business leadership expert. And Steve was just um, explaining to us how he was working in the financial industry and how he 
started to decide on how he was going to reinvent himself. So he was thinking about all the skills he had to offer people. And let's take it from there, Steve. So then um, you were talking to a small business. Yeah, but, you know, actually, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy to continue with my story, but just right before the break you said something really important, Josephine, and that is that, you know, everybody's got, uh, everybody's got their own talent, Right. Everybody's got their own talent, their own life experience, the lessons that they've that they've learned through that experience. And I think a lot of times we don't we really don't make the effort to uncover what those are and look for ways that we can apply that in, in our work. So, you know, my own personal journey was was trying to find an expression for these things that I instinctually knew that I had. And for me, there were uh, the ability to connect with people, communication skills, and all that. But I think for everybody, uh, there's, you know, there's that old adage, do what you love and the money will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think that takes it quite far enough. The way, the, the way that I like to put it, and not coincidentally, it's the subtitle, of, uh, of the newest book that's coming out in November, which is, which is The Radical Leap Re-Energized. The subtitle is Doing What You Love in the Service of People Who Love What You Do. So hmm. the, the, the mantra, I guess, for what I call extreme leadership uh, in our own lives, in our, in our leadership with, with our companies, with, in our communities, with, with all the roles we play in our lives is do what you love, in the service of people who love what you do. So there are three elements to that. Wow. The do what you love part is what we've just been talking about. It's kind of your uh-huh. talents, your, your skills, your strengths, your abilities. Uh, where is, you know, what is it that really um, uh, utilizes your heart in the way that it's you work? It's your passion. It's your passion. Sure, passion, passion yeah. certainly you know, falls into that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think love... I think the word love is actually under, way, way underused and underutilized in the world of business. <laughs> and, and to say, you know, we, we've kind of come to believe that somehow love and business are mutually exclusive ideas, that, that we shouldn't even use the word love and business in the same sentence. And frankly, that's, that's tremendously short-sighted because love is, is a very, obviously, a very, you know, basic, primal human emotion. And business is a human venture. So to say that love has no place at work is, is in, in my estimation, it's insane. Because, first of all, mm-hmm. love is at the foundation of any great leadership act. It's, it's love that gives you the impetus to step up. It's love that gives you the, uh, the juice to, to, you know, to, to try to change things for the better. But if you look at it strictly from a business perspective, as an entrepreneur, for example, you want, you want your customers to love the product or service that you're offering them. It's not enough for them to be satisfied with it. You don't want them to be moderately okay with it. You want them to love it because love is where your competitive advantage comes from. That's where the buzz factor comes from. That's where the loyalty comes from. That's where the forgiveness factor comes from when things don't go according to plan. So you're striking start- a chord. You're striking a chord in me, Steve, because you're so right. Because even with my Glovey's product, they actually, they really, really work. But I think you're right. My market is moms and first-time moms, and I have to have them understand and realize that not only is a product useful, but they're going to love them once they use them. So I think you're so, so right about that. That And it's refreshing 
to know that you can take that emotion love and bring it into your business. And I don't know, I think there was a part of me that felt guilty about it, Steve. That's right. there's, so ma- there's so many people out there that don't love what they do that I have all this enthusiasm for what I do. I feel guilty. I'm like, wow, how is it possible that I want to spend every waking moment I can with my business because I love what I do? Yeah, that, that's right. And, and I would also venture to say that that what you've created in your business, not just a great product, but you've also you've created a relationship with your with your customers, with your marketplace. You know, being a mom yourself and having that passion not not just for your product, but also for for being a mom. So that that passion and that love for 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 our work, you know, just the do what you love piece is really critical. But we can't just leave it there, right? I mean, criminals could do what they love, one could argue. Right, <laughs> but, right. But that's not, you know, so obviously that they don't qualify for uh, for extreme leadership, at least not in my book, literally and so, figuratively. So it's, so it's do what you love. The next step, yeah. The next step is then what? The next step is in the service of people. Do what you love in the service of people. It's, it's not just doing what you love. It's utilizing your heart. In order to in order to enhance the lives of others for the better, and that's what a great business does, right? You're offering a product that fills a need, and sometimes it fills a need that people don't even know that they had until they heard what your product was or your service was. So it's do, doing what you love. That's your personal connection uh, connection to it in the service of people. That's the that's the business context. Is also the moral and the ethical context for it, right? So it's not a self serving thing. It's not that I'm going to do this because I love it. I don't care what you know what, what impact it has on you wrong. Do what you love in the service of people, but then to serve them in a way that doesn't just fill your need, obviously, but serves them in a way that, that really has a significant impact on their lives. So to do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. In other words, serve them in a way that they're going to love the way that you serve them. So it comes back full circle. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. And that's the underlying theme, really, for all of my work, uh, wow. which started in The Radical Leap, went on to The Radical Edge, and then in, in Greater Than Yourself. And in this new incarnation of this book, which is coming out in November, it's, it's really, th- that's the, if, there, if there's one takeaway from, from everything that I've done over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's really it. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Gosh, I love it. So tell us a little. Uh, so now you've written three books. You well, you probably have the fourth written as well. So you've written four books already. Can you tell us what was your process for writing the book? Yeah, first of all, let, let me clarify something. It's kind of an odd story because I've written three books, uh, assumed to be two books. <laughs> so I'm not going from uh, three books to four. I'm going from three books to two. And what I, like I mean by that, that is... I see where this is going, and it makes <laughs> sense to me. Okay, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, the, the Radical Leap Re-Energized is actually a, it's an, it's a relaunching of the first two books, The Radical Leap and The Radical Edge, which, were, which I originally wrote as kind of part one and part two. So I put those two books together into one volume, into one full story. That's and, you know, we, we've updated it and added some more material, but it's, it's essentially, uh, it, it, so that's the, the Radical Leap re-energized. And the reason is that, that The Radical Leap originally came out in, in April of 04. And it's, uh, it's had such an impact on, on so many people uh, that it was time to, to give it a little bit more visibility. And the Radical Edge, uh, which people really enjoy, just didn't get quite the visibility of, of Leap. So it, 
putting putting those two books together revitalizes the whole thing. But the process, to your yeah. question, I mean, my, my process is really kind of, uh, I, I think it might be a little bit unusual. I mean, where it came from for me is after doing all this work with all these companies, because you know, what I started doing, you know, I, I first started out in that training industry. I eventually ended up uh, working uh uh, you know, as, as vice president of the Tom Peters company, and Tom is like, you know, the management guru is management guru. Uh, he's the guy, for those that are unfamiliar with him, his original claim to fame was in search of excellence, and he's just oh, like yeah. you know, brilliant, brilliant guy. Yeah. Uh, so I worked with so many different clients uh, in, in so many different industries as a coach and a consultant and all that, that I finally got to the point where I just started asking myself, what, you know, what have I... What have I learned from all this, from all these uh -huh. people, from the great leaders that I've met and the really crappy leaders that I've met? Sure. And sometimes you can learn more from them. You know? I can't. We think so much alike, Steve, because <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, that sometimes you need to see a leader that's not up to par because you can then compare them to a really good leader and you say, you know what, that's who you don't want to be like. Yeah, you want to be more. Exactly right, and I think you know it's a really important point, Josephine. You know, for any of us that are that really uh, want to develop ourselves as leaders, and I be I believe that should be all of us. Um, it's it's really easy when you work with somebody or for somebody or around somebody that's the total antithesis of of what you consider to be good leadership. You know, an autocratic. Uh, a tyrannical uh, person that, that cares about nobody but themselves, you know, whatever. I mean, we can all sure. build a long list of what those characteristics are. Right. The trap that's easy to fall into is to say, well, uh, my, life is, my life sucks because I work for this miserable person or around this miserable person. Instead, right. instead we should be doing what you just said, which is well, what, it's to ask the question, what, what, what can I learn from this person? And, and, and what I'm learning in this case is all the things that I never want to be like. All those things that I know I shouldn't do. All those ways, you know, all the stories that we tell about this person, you know, in the bathroom or uh, around the proverbial water cooler or taking a walk or whatever it is. I don't want people telling those stories about me. What kind of stories do I want them to be telling about me? And how can I, how can I best live up to that? You know, how can I live up to be the antithesis of this, this person that's, that's, you know, making my life miserable? And now it becomes kind of a game. You yeah, know? <laughs> I love that concept. You know, I had a bit of a revelation not too long ago, Steve, where I kind of think that life should be lived almost a little backwards. And I'm sure you've heard many people have said so many times that you should write the speech that you want read at your funeral. It's right. almost yeah. like that's working backwards. It's saying, this is what I want people to say about me. And you know what? What do I have to do today to make that happen? It's just like even in the business perspective, it's almost like, so we have these great successful businesses. Well, day one, the day you decide to start your business, you should already have your exit strategy. It's yeah. working backwards. So what is your definition of uh, a successful business leader? And how am I going to make myself that person? And here we go. We're coming up to, um, we have a break coming up. But when we come back, what I want to know, Steve, is 
what's your definition of what makes an extreme leader? Because you're the expert here. I can't wait to learn from you because, Steve, I agree with you so much. Every single person, especially business owners, need to be really good leaders. So with that, here we go. We're going to take a quick break and um, we're going to learn all about how to become an extreme leader when we get back. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back shortly. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. This is a no-brainer. This is about saving money. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world. And it's on Toginet, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, noon central, with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. These crazy coupon ladies have been seen on TLC, The Today Show, Reader's Digest, In Touch, and so much more. Check out their website, the crazy spelled with a K, couponlady.com. Then join Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer as these crazy coupon ladies show you how to find coupons and stack them for huge savings. How to make passers-by gape at your cart full of groceries you purchased for 75% off retail. Extreme Couponing will give you the confidence to strut down the aisles and flaunt your coupons and maybe even wear high heels to the grocery store. It's Extreme Couponing in an everyday world with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 12 noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Back, everyone. It's Josephine here. I'm thoroughly enjoying my interview today. Steve's an an amazing guy. So I have to um, turn it back to Steve because he's full of information. So, Steve, tell us. Tell us what it takes to be an extreme leader. Yeah, um, this is uh, it's a great question. And and actually, I have a very, very specific answer. Uh, The extreme leader cultivates love, generates energy, inspires audacity, and provides proof. So, uh, and I'm happy to explain each one of those elements. That's kind of the, uh, I guess you could call the operating system for extreme leadership. But But first, let me just say something about that phrase, extreme leadership. Extreme leadership means that it's not enough. Leadership is not, it's not about your position or your title. 
right? It's not right. about what you print on your business card. It's not about, you know, if you have anybody that works for you or reports to you. Uh, it's, it's all about your ability to influence people around you to change your piece of the world for the better. So leadership ultimately is about changing the nature of things for the better. That's an extreme act. So extreme leadership is, uh, on the one hand, it's just my way of saying real leadership, Hmm. real leadership. But it's also, it, it kind of raises the stakes on it a little bit that really our ultimate aim as leaders in business or anywhere else is to change some piece of the world for the better. Change the world of our customers, change the world of the industry, change the world of employees, change the world of your family, change the world of your community, of, of one other person for that matter. Because uh, this whole wide world, as we used to say when we were kids, uh, that, that, that we live in is made up of a lot of smaller W worlds that we have direct influence over. And we do that by cultivating love, like we've already talked about, generating energy in the way that we work and how we work with people, uh, being audacious, which I define as, as a bold and blatant disregard for normal constraints in order to change the world for the better, and mm-hmm. proving ourselves, not, not just through our, our words, but more important, through our actions and through the congruence between what we say and what we do. And, and by, by really you know, pursuing those things that are important, regardless of whether or not they're scary. And in fact, in fact, we could take it to the next step, and that is that if, if, you're, not, if you're not experiencing that, that, and it's an experience that all entrepreneurs know for sure, it's that very um, interesting mixture of fear and exhilaration all kind of rolled in together. Right. If you're That's not so important, if you're not if, experiencing, yeah. if you're not experiencing that with some frequency, then you're not really leading. You're not really doing anything significant because that's that's the nature of, of, of transformation. That's what it feels like. You know, uh, what, Steve, I have so much to talk about all of this. I have. Let me just start. Just everything you said is brilliant. I, I have a question for you. Generating energy. Yeah. Exactly what are you talking about generating energy? Is I don't can you explain that just a little more? I think I know what you mean, but can you explain that? Sure. Um and in this in this particular context I'm not talking about anything that's particularly abstract or, or metaphysical, right? I mean energy first of all, energy is a very tangible thing. I mean, you know when you have energy, you know when you don't. You just said a little bit ago, Josephine, that, that you know you feel kind of guilty because you love your you love your business so much, uh, and you know you just you, know, you can you can do it 24 hours a day. Well, that, so love generates energy, right? Okay. It's a natural outgrowth of of really loving what you do. Is is, is you, you get more energetic towards it. I mean, you know when you have energy, you know when you don't. You know those days where you jump out of bed, you know those days where you fall out of bed. It's a very different subjective experience. And you also know when you're around energetic people and when you're not. There are people that we've all met along the lines of, of you know, those, those awful people that we were just talking about a little while ago. Right. That they're like the energy vampires. They just suck the life out of the room when they walk in. Right, 
You can feel it. It's a tangible thing. You can see it in the body language. You, you, one of these people walks into the room. They suck the life out of the place. You see everybody else kind of shrivel up and wither and die until that person leaves. And right. then the clouds break, the sun comes out, the birds start chirping, and we get back to doing great work again. So generating energy is to make sure, first of all, that we're not that person. In other words, that we're putting more energy in when we're taking out. So a good litmus test question to ask oneself is, do I generate more energy when I walk into a room or when I walk out of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so important. And I just want to say, you know, um, I had somebody just um, send me an email that says, just like a cancer. And I remember my mentor explaining to me that when you're hiring people in your business, make sure that they're not a they're not like cancer, like a cancer where they're they're spreading negative energy because that can destroy your business. Right. So I think that's right about the generating, you know, the energy part. Also, Steve, what made me think about something when you were saying, describing that is that, did you ever like wake up and just have like an incredible day, a really productive day? And at five o'clock, you turn around and say, why is it that I got so much done today? What I started to do for myself was I started to try to write notes as to what was happening in my life that made me have such a productive day Mm -hmm. to help help me realize what was giving me unproductive days because I'm obsessed about trying to be as productive as I can because my time is so, so limited Um, and I try to get the most out of every minute. So what I started to realize was those days that I stayed up till one or two o'clock in the morning working, whereas I felt productive because I got things done that I wasn't able to get done earlier in the day, but the next day was completely shot for me. I, I had no energy. I was wiped out and I wasn't able to get work done. So I started to just try to figure out. I realized when I had oatmeal for breakfast, you know, it just gave me more energy than just trying to, you know, eat on the run. So it's right. like little things like that are super important because like you said, the more energy you have, the more productive you can be and the quicker you can get to where you want to be. Sure. So let's let's turn that into a very specific uh, um, uh, process that that a person can use, that all of us can use to to generate more energy for ourselves. Okay, and it's mm-hmm. it's very similar to what you just said, but it's doing it with more conscious intent. So make a list of the things in your life, and I, when I say life, I, I'm not making a distinction between business and and personal life. It's all of it, right? Make a list of those things that energize you, and you know what they are. Um, so, and it could be as it could be as as broad and as ideal as you know having a business that can change the world to eating oatmeal for breakfast, right? So, anything, right. just make a list of those things, and and, it, and this is going to be very profound. So, make sure you write this down. Uh, yeah. It's very it's it's profound. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> do do them more. <laughs> yeah, how funny you know? is that? But one of those, do them more. Now, the other side of that, the other side of that equation is: what are those things that you encounter in your business uh, and and in your personal life? Or, you know, that that suck the energy out of you. What are those things that that get in the way? And again, it could be as as big as you know. Like for me, the beginning of my story is: I was I was in a business that I hated. It 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 sucked. It just totally sucked the life out of me. Right? It could be as big as that, or it could be it could be as seemingly mundane as a certain you know policy, process, procedure, 
something in your business that you just hit up against all the time. You go like, oh man, this is this is wrong. This shouldn't be here. It's it gets in the way of of my of my customers. And it, it, it 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 takes up a lot of my time. So what are those energy suckers, right? And then figure out how you're going to purge those energy suckers from your from your life. So it's it's very simple process. Make a list of the energizers, the energy suckers. Do the energizing things more. If you find your reservoir running dry, then I, I guarantee you, you look at that list and you're going to find there's something in there that you haven't been doing lately. Do that more. For me, for you, it's oatmeal for breakfast. For me, I start to run out of steam when I haven't played music for a while. You know, oh, I've wow. got I've got a collection of great guitars and they you know they hang on the wall and they're around me everywhere I go. There's a guitar within reach. And sometimes I'll just look up, and it's like two months have gone by, and I haven't even picked up a guitar, and 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 I can I start to feel it. So for me, it's as simple as sitting down and just playing, you know, for for an hour or so. Oh, and, I love and I, that. I, every one of us has something like that. So I think so that's so so important, and you're right. It all brings just figure out what gives you the positive energy. I have so many questions for you, Steve. I feel guilty, but um, I have to let the guilt go. What do you think, Steve? I'm I think feeling that's guilty a great today. Idea. <laughs> but um, you you brought up um, two other things: the prove proving of ourselves. I have yep. proving ourselves on here. The whole idea of running a business. You know, a lot of people, like I was just at a big conference and, you know, we had so much fun with all these people. Everybody's getting to know each other. And they all looked at me and they, each one individually had called me up and they said, my God, Josephine, you're so successful. And it's so funny, Steve, because I know I'm successful on a certain level, but I have such high expectations of myself that I don't consider myself as successful as other people do because I have something to prove to myself and I haven't gotten to that point yet. Is that what you were really talking about as far as what we have to do to prove ourselves? Um, Yeah, yeah, I guess it could fall into that category. I mean, I... um you know, I consider myself to be uh, to be a driven person on on some level. Uh, I'm not the I'm not the typical Type A personality, uh, but there are things that I want to accomplish, and they're and they're big things. I'm pretty audacious in my goals, and I think and I think that people that we, that we all should be. But the you know the the, the paradox in that is that uh, we have a tendency for those of us that have that have, you know, big dreams that we're trying to accomplish with our business or, or anywhere else for that matter, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up if we're not, you know, on schedule. Well, whose schedule? I mean, right. it's, uh, so there's, there's, there's kind of an interesting balance to be struck, I believe, between having those audacious personal and business goals and being easy at the same time. I mean, it's... Uh, it's just a matter of staying, staying focused and staying towards it and keeping your heart in the game. And it's the heart, again, that, that gives us the juice to persist if the inevitable obstacles get thrown on our path whenever we're trying to do something significant. Yeah, so I, cut yourself a little slack, I guess, is what I'm yeah, saying. I know. I think that's so, so important. But, uh, Steve, I think we need you back for, like, another three shows on paying it forward because I think today's show needed to be three hours. But... <laughs> Um, we're actually coming up on another break, but when we come back, what I'd really like to know is I'd like to talk about what, what is the most common pitfalls that leadership, um, that can hinder both leaders and their companies. Right. 
Okay, let's talk about that when we get back. We'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. In the healthcare industry today, most of us are left in the dark when our doctors talk to us about our health and wellness. It seems that they don't have enough time to be informative and give us the options we deserve. Are you frustrated with today's medical advice as I am? Join the Medical Insider with Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell as they discuss the insider look at various therapies, medications, supplements, and much, much more. We will bring you the cutting-edge information regarding your health care and how you can take control of your health care decisions by not being fooled but being informed. Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell will be joined by experts in various fields throughout the healthcare industry, and they'll uncover the information that you should know about when it comes time to making those crucial decisions. Don't be fooled. Be informed with the Medical Insider every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. So, before we get going on to, our, you know, the wrapping up of our show with our business tips of the week. Um, and before we even take the next step to talk about some of the common pitfalls of leadership, what I want to do is ask our guest, Steve Farber, to go back and just talk a little bit about what he had mentioned. Uh, one of the things about being an extreme leader is you've got to feel the fear and exhilaration. Can you just expand on that um, for me, Steve? Yeah, I, I can, certainly. I, I think that this is, it's really a very important part of leadership. It, it is, uh, uh, it's intrinsic to the leadership experience. It's the pursuit of um, the OSM, and that's spelled capital O, capital S, exclamation point, capital M. <laughs> can, I, can I say what this means? Is it yes, all right? you can. Okay. I'm laughing. Yeah, it's, it stands for the oh shit moment. Right. And so the, what I mean by that is that the, the OSM is the natural built-in indicator that we have as human beings that we're doing something significant. And so it's true in every aspect of our lives. 
you know, anytime, just think back to the course of your own experience, anytime you've taken on a challenge that you knew was going to be good for you but it, it, and, and it, it, excited as you were about it because it was a little bit beyond what you'd done before, tell me there was no OSM there. I mean, it, that's part of the process. Or anytime you stepped up with a commitment to another person, you believed in the commitment, you believed in, in the ideals behind it, but when it came time to put action behind it, as much as you believed in it, tell me there's no OSM there. Entrepreneurs go from one OSM to the next. I mean, we all, yeah. I'm not telling you anything that you or your listeners don't already know. Right. What I'm suggesting is, and this is the important part, is that we are kind of, it's almost like we're hardwired to interpret that OSM experience as a sign that something is wrong. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes it is a sign that something is wrong. But just as often, maybe even more often in the right context, it's actually a sign that something is right. So the next time you you have an OSM in the context of your work, you're trying something new. You, you know, you, you, you're convinced that it's going to be a good thing to do, but there's no guarantees on it. You've done your research. You're not shooting from the hip. You're trying something new. You think it's really going to expand your business, and it scares you. And, and when that fear comes up, you, you recognize what it is. It's the OSM, and it's actually a sign that you're doing something that, that, that could potentially be awesome. In other words, it's, it's the right experience to have. Don't run away from it. Yeah. Embrace it, you, embrace it instead. Yeah, I think you're so right. You know what I think of, Steve, when, when you were talking, what came to my mind, which I try to think of so often, is do you remember that skater? She was actually from Long Island, which is where I'm from. Her name was Sarah Hughes, and she was in the Olympics, and... She was not supposed to win the Olympics, and she won the gold medal as, as you know, the figure skating, you know, right. figure skater. Right. But she went out there, and you could see that she was such a young girl, but and she probably had so much fear in her, but she said, you know what, I'm just going to have fun with this. And you could see the exhilaration that she yes. was feeling, and it was so moving and so powerful, I could cry just thinking about it. She was amazing, and I think that's the perfect example of what you're saying. Feel the yeah, it's fear. A great, it's a great analogy. It's a great analogy. Um, there was, believe me, that was a major OSM, you know, for anybody. I mean, you can imagine stepping out of the ice with uh, millions of people around the world watching you, and, and everything's on the line. It's a, it's a great metaphor for what, yeah. what we experience every day. Uh, or, or, you know, to put it another way, what we should be experiencing every day. In other words... Another way to look at this is if you're not if you're not experiencing that OSM in the context of your business endeavors, your leadership endeavors, then you're not really leading yet. If you're calling yourself a leader and you're not experiencing the OSM, you're still in the what I would call the poser category. So right. push it to the point where it scares you a little bit. Now you know you're in the game. Yeah, I have those OSMs about every two seconds in my life, Steve, including the ER last night. But, um, okay, so let's talk real quick about some of the most common pitfalls of leadership, and then we'll talk about our, our tips of the week. Okay, we're ready. Yeah, I think the, the it may be too much to say it's the number one pitfall, but it's, it's, a, it's a major one, and that is to assume that position equals leadership. 
In other words, the, the, the pitfall that I've seen so many people fall into over the years, both as entrepreneurs and people in the corporate, you know, the bigger corporate arena, is that once they get that position or title of uh, manager, supervisor, business owner, and all that, they assume that people should automatically trust them, respect them, and follow them when they say, let's go because, you know, I'm, I'm the boss. And that's delusional. I mean, <clears throat> to put not too fine a point on it. So, so if you want... If you want me to trust you, you go first. Prove to me that you're, that, that you're worthy of my trust as, as the leader. You prove it to me, leader. So the pitfall is, is to assume that, that position equals leadership. And, and as we said earlier, you know, leadership's got nothing to do with you. Um, so that's, that, that's, that's ultimately what we're after. Great. Okay. Oh, man, I'm learning so much from you today, Steve. And you know what? I think so are my listeners. So with that, so now we just wrapped up our pitfalls of leadership. Let's talk about the business um, lessons or the business tips, your best business tips that you want to pay forward, Steve. Yeah, I have um, actually I I have a very specific uh, process that I'm going to ask people to try. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and it's not it's not so much. I don't want to give you a to do list. Here's here's the list of things to do to become a better leader. Uh, you want to be an extreme leader? Do these 150 things. Instead, I'm going to give you just a few questions to ask yourself. Okay. So question number one, and I'll tell you how to use it. Question number one is why do I love this work, this business, whatever however you want to describe it, and how do I show it? Why do I love this work? How do I show it? Question number two: What's exciting about the work that I really do here? In other words, or another way of asking it is what's the higher meaning and purpose in my work? What is this business really about beyond the transaction, beyond the stuff that we sell? Mm-hmm. Question number three is how, how am I going to help change my piece of the world for the better? So let's start with those three questions. Now, so here's, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm asking people to do. I'm asking you to make it a habit of asking yourself those questions frequently. Make it a daily practice. And I know that, you know, some, some days those, those questions are easier to answer than other days, uh, but they're, they are, uh, they're, they're, they're really critical. And, you know, the more important it is, uh, the more difficult it is to answer those questions, the more important it is to answer those questions. Hmm. So make it a practice of asking those questions every day. Oh, I love that. That's incredible. Uh, so... That's, uh, that's, it might sound simple, but it's, uh, and, and it is kind of simple, but it's certainly not simplistic. And it has implications in everything that we do. Asking ourselves the right questions and having the guts to answer them is, is, uh, will, will lead to cultivating love, generating energy, inspiring audacity, improving yourself. So why do I love this work? What's the higher meaning and purpose of this work? And how is this work going to change the world for the better? Simply put. So, Steve, I agree with all those, and I think it's incredible. Well, don't sound so surprised. Yeah, but my question here, Steve, is a lot of times as entrepreneurs, how can we apply that so we can actually see the cash register ring? Like, I just had this whole conversation with this woman yesterday. She she does incredible work. Even with myself, a lot of times it's hard for us to figure out how can we apply that so we can really ask for asked to be paid. Like, I understand about going toward the passion and doing what you really love, and then the money will come later. 
But a lot of times, like especially as women entrepreneurs, I think, not to generalize, but I'm talking about myself, sometimes it's hard to just ask for that order and say, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. You love me. Now pay me. Yeah, right. Well, that's business. And, and you know, the, uh, you know coming, coming back around to the Radical Leap Re-Energized, I mean, one of the uh, one of the, the ideas that, that's, that's so critical in, in that book is that you know, personal joy, making money as a business, and changing the world are not mutually exclusive ideas, right? So, okay. to, so to amplify personal joy and meaning, to have a great, thriving business and, and, and having an impact on people around us, we should be striving for all three of those things. There's no, there shouldn't be any guilt involved in, in asking for the order. There's no guilt involved. I mean, businesses are, are designed to make money. We all understand that. That's what, that's what makes our economy thrive. That's what makes the world go round. Uh, and as long as you're doing something that you love and you're doing it in a way that serves people, doing what you love in the service of people who love what you do, getting paid for that is what being a business person is. And, yeah. and we should absolve ourselves of all, any and all guilt associated with that. No, I think you're so right. And even when we learn all about social media and all that good stuff, it's all about making the engagement with your customer where they feel a relationship with you. And once they feel that relationship, you know what? They want to help you. Even if they might not need your product, they might think in your head, you know what, maybe the next time, I think of Glovies all the time, maybe they personally don't need Glovies, but you know how many people said to me, you know, I love your show, I love what you do, I love your product, I have grown kids, but you know what, I I bought Glovies to give at a baby shower because... You know, they have that relationship with me, and they want to support me. So I guess that's how it, it turns out sometimes also. But, Steve, I can't believe we only have two minutes left. Can you give us one more of your best business tips? What was a lesson that you learned that you'd like to pay forward to us? Yeah, the uh, one, one last, one last uh, bit of uh, food for thought is that what really, what really separates an extraordinary leader, an extreme leader from others, is that they don't really focus the attention on their own greatness. They focus their efforts on making others greater than themselves. So the great, and this is a bit of a paradox, the greatest leaders become the greatest leaders because they make others greater than themselves. So business, the, the next business tip that I would leave with people, again, it's a little counterintuitive for some, uh, the key to your success is your ability to, to have other people exceed beyond, uh, beyond your wildest expectations. So I invite people to stay in touch at... Uh, you can yeah, either reach me at barber.com or extremeleadership.com. Okay. And, and uh, you know, on, on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, I'm all over the place, and we can continue that conversation out there in the, in the world of social media. That's perfect, Steve. I was just going to ask you, can you repeat that just one more time so my listeners can get uh, in touch with you? Yes. Uh, so either stevefarber.com or extremeleadership.com. They go to the same place. If you can remember one or the other, you'll, you'll find me. Wonderful. So, Steve, thank you again for being a guest on Paying It Forward. I hope you'll come back. I thoroughly enjoyed your day, uh, your interview today. And to my listeners, we'll see you next week again on Paying It Forward. Have a great, productive week, everyone. Thanks again, Steve. My pleasure. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons